G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. We tend to think of oppression in global geopolitical terms, but normal, everyday people experience all sorts of oppression, sometimes in the most unexpected of ways. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and it's great to be back with you again. Today we're going to look at oppression and freedom from a different perspective. And please do stick with me because at the end of today's message, I'll be telling you about our latest life application booklet. It's called Living an Authentic Life. I'd love to send you a free copy to help you live a life of worship, a life that impacts others the way God always intended. Oppression is just a fact of life in this world. We tend to think of it in political and social terms on a national or international scale. And it is huge. But oppression happens right at home too. Oppression isn't about nations. It's about individuals like you and me. To be oppressed means to be downtrodden. A husband can oppress his wife. A mother can oppress her child. A boss can oppress their employees. And ideas about how we should and shouldn't live our lives can oppress us without us even knowing. Oppression shatters who we are. It's like being broken into pieces. And it happens whether the oppression is political, social, economic or or personal. We all experience it sometimes, even without really putting a name to it. All we know is that we're carrying around a heavy burden and that just seems to be crushing us. This week, on A Different Perspective, we're looking at the reasons that Jesus gave for coming to earth as a man. Here we have the Son of God. He could have lived in the air-conditioned comfort of heaven for all eternity. Yet, he chose to lay all his glory and his power aside and become a little baby that grew up into a man and to walk around on this earth in Galilee and in Judea and, and to tell people about who God is. And right at the beginning of that public ministry, when he was about 30 years old, he stood up in a synagogue in his own town, Nazareth, Nowheresville, really. And he read this from the book of Isaiah about himself. He said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to release the oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. Today, we're going to look at the fourth out of the five reasons to release the oppressed. This is an amazing quotation because... He's really saying, God has anointed me. God has appointed me. He's really saying to the people who were there on the day listening, I am the Messiah, which is whom they were expecting. They just didn't expect him to be a carpenter out of Nazareth. And he said that God the Father has sent me to let the oppressed go free. Literally, to send the oppressed away in release. And we might think, well, that's not me. I'm not really oppressed. I mean, you know, I have a pretty good life. Go to work every day, earn a bit of money, come home. Go watch a movie. I'm not really oppressed. But the word that's used there in that quote for oppression, the original Greek word that sits behind our English translation, means literally to be shattered into pieces, 
to be brokenhearted, to be bruised. Now, those are things that we can relate to. Those are things that we all go through. The most common complaint of adults in the developed world is stress. We are overstretched. We are stretched to the point of breaking. And lives and marriages and families are consistently shattered into pieces. The world is full of broken-hearted people. The world is full of hurting people. Now, when you look at some of those reasons that Jesus gave there, poverty, freedom, oppression, in a sense they sound almost like macro-social justice issues. But Israel in the first century, well, it was under Roman occupation. It was under a tyrancy from religious leaders. But Jesus didn't tend to speak into those macro-social political issues. Jesus here was talking into the lives, the inner lives of individuals like you and me. He was wanting to see people set free to have a real relationship with God. We see that right through the gospel accounts. I mean, in Mark chapter 1, verse 40, a leper comes to Jesus. And the leper says, Lord, if you're willing, you can set me free. You can heal me. And Jesus is moved with compassion. And this leper was, a, was diseased. He was oppressed. He was ostracized from society. He couldn't go near an able-bodied person like you and me. He couldn't go into the synagogue or the temple with other people. And this leper comes to Jesus and Jesus is moved with compassion and reaches out and touches him and heals him and integrates him back into society. The bleeding woman in Mark chapter 5. Jesus is about to go and heal the very, very sick daughter of the leader of the synagogue, and instead he spends time with a woman who's been bleeding. And again, bleeding was a sign of being unclean. She was ostracized from society, and he healed her, not just from her sickness, but from being ostracized, from being oppressed. The Gerasene demoniac, you know, this man who who was living like an animal among the tombstones, who was full of demons, again, Mark chapter 5, This man was in isolation and Jesus went and cast the demons out and the man said, Oh, Jesus, I'm so wrapped. I want to come with you in the boat. I want to follow you. And Jesus said, No, go back to your family. Go back to your society. Stop being oppressed. You're now free. Jesus did what he said he was going to do. Now, Israel had what we call messianic expectations. Israel were expecting a Messiah because all through the Old Testament, the prophets were saying, one day the new Messiah will come. But, but here they were in the middle of a Roman occupation of the Promised Land. They were an occupied territory. They were expecting a king, a Messiah like David, you know, a warrior king, someone who would fight the Romans and get them their freedom. And yet Jesus said, well, no, 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 that's not what I was talking about. I didn't come here to deal with geopolitical issues. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he's anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind and to release the oppressed. He said, I've come for the nobodies. I mean, those three stories, the leper, the bleeding woman, the demoniac, none of their names are recorded. They're such little people that they don't even get names. They don't get billing in the New Testament, you know. And the affliction wasn't their fault. And they experienced the healing touch of Jesus the Christ. But at the same time, I love this, at the same time, he raged against the religious leaders who oppressed people with their their religious rules and and hypocrisy. This Jesus didn't come to lay rules on us. This Jesus came to set us free. 
And we go through times in our lives when we're oppressed and we're brokenhearted. And when that happens, we feel so lonely and so isolated. We feel like no one cares. We feel like that leper or that woman or that demoniac. And by and large, people don't care. They walk past us day and night and day and night and no one does anything and no one can do anything. And Jesus is precisely the person we would expect not to do anything because he's God. God hasn't got time for me. God's too busy. I'm too little. Look at who he came for. The four groups of people in that very first sermon that he talks about that he came for, the reason he came, were the poor, the prisoners, the blind and the oppressed. That is awesome. He came for you and me. He came precisely because when we are experiencing oppression, when we're so stretched, when we're brokenhearted, when we're shattered, when our lives are falling apart, he came precisely for you and me. Even though it's dark there, even though we wouldn't expect that, Jesus came for the poor, the prisoners, the blind and the oppressed. And we've got a choice. We can accept him or we can reject him. It's our choice. Look, no one likes a hypocrite. You don't, I don't. And yet so many of God's people, Christians, come across to others as being just that, hypocrites. And that's sad because God means for us, you and me, to have a powerful impact in this world. That's why I'd love to send you a free copy of our latest life application booklet. It's called Living an Authentic Life. It's full of life-changing, practical Bible teaching to help you become all that God made you to be. In fact, at the end of each chapter, you'll find some life application questions to help you think through and apply God's Word right into the realities of your life. You can request your free copy right now. Either stop by at ChristianityWorks.com or give us a call toll-free on 1-300-722-415 and we'll send your booklet straight out to you in the post. Again, that's ChristianityWorks.com or 1-300-722-415. Thanks so much for joining me. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.